2: Hey everybody, it's Dan and welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, our schedule reaction, and we're going to do it the way we always do it. We're going to draft the schedule, the most interesting game to the least interesting game, Uh, all four of us, Mary-Kate Cabot, Scott Patzko, Ashley Bastock, and me. So that's coming up here on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. We also spent a little time off the top talking some Deshaun Watson and kind of what the schedule might tell us and why the Browns only ended up with two primetime games. Now, if you're not a Football Insider subscriber, we texted our schedule to our subscribers as soon as it dropped at 8 o'clock. They were able to just take that screenshot and have it on their phone. Uh, Football Insider subscribers also get a newsletter delivered to your inbox every single day. I actually wrote Fridays. It's a member of our Browns team uh, that writes that newsletter every single day. And, of course, you get access to exclusive stories on cleveland.com slash browns. So it's the blue banner at the top of the page at cleveland.com slash browns. Click that, get info, get signed up. Okay, here we go. I think this might be our third annual scheduled draft on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Here we go. The Browns schedule is out. We are going to pick games. We're going to talk about every single game on the schedule. We're going to power rank the games. But first, I just want to get your initial reactions when you saw the schedule. Mary Kay, what was your first thought uh, when when you saw the Browns schedule?
1: My first thought was that they only have two guaranteed primetime games, despite the fact that they have Deshaun Watson uh, here in Cleveland. I really thought that there would be more primetime games, but I guess the NFL schedule makers are going to make the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson earn it and prove it. They can get more primetime games later in the season, Week 15 and Week 18, possibly. Uh, but to give them only two night games at the beginning, I was very surprised about that.
2: So I guess I would I would ask this question, Scott: Is it in? Is it despite Deshaun Watson, or is it because of Deshaun Watson? Uh, a part of me feels like maybe the NFL doesn't want to showcase Deshaun Watson too much especially early in the season because you know do you want Joe Joe Buck and Troy Aikman sitting there talking about 22 civil lawsuits
3: yeah and I think you also don't want to put the Browns on prime time if you're not really sure if he's going to be playing as well I think maybe the league learned something from 2019 (laughs) was that I think they had five didn't they have five primetime games after Odell showed (laughs) up and uh, I think the Browns are on a perpetual prove it uh, you know deal here with the league and schedule makers for a while Uh, but I think some of it has to do with maybe not so much they don't want to showcase him it's that you don't want Jacoby Brissett Browns versus somebody and for it to be a clunker potentially
0: Ashley, what were your initial thoughts so besides that I would say I just noticed immediately how We talked about they like to backload the division now, and they kind of did that, right? Like three of their last five games are division games, but they also have three division games in their first eight games. So it's totally different from last year. And then in line with that, they're home a lot in the first half of the season, and they only have three home games in the second half of the season. So that to me was interesting, the layout. It just feels very different from from last season when, again, they played all of their division games week eight and onward.
2: We'll get to this one, but January 1st in Washington is really weird. So weird. <laughs> I mean, nobody wants to go to that stadium anyway, but uh, going there on January 1st when you should be playing a division team, is just, I don't get it. It's wonky. All right. Yeah. We're 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 going to talk through all the games. Anything else anybody had though, before we get to that, um, that, that stood out to you, Mary-Kate? Did you have something else?
1: Yeah. I just wanted to mention that I think we were all wondering how the league would place those first four to six games, uh, depending on whether or not Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended. Would that have any impact? And if I didn't know any better, <laughs> I would have thought that they went easy on the Browns in the first four games of the season for the most part, because you start out at Carolina. Uh, they went five and 12 last year. Then you come home against New York Jets. They're much better this year. Uh, the New York Jets are, but they still have Zach Wilson as their quarterback. Uh, they went for the 13. You've got Pittsburgh Steelers for the first time uh, without Ben Roethlisberger. Kenny Pickett might be starting that game, the rookie. And then uh, and then you go to the Atlanta Falcons with no Maddie Ryan. And uh, Marcus Mariota might be starting that game. So those first four games, even if Jacoby Brissett is starting for the Cleveland Browns, look very winnable to me.
3: Yeah, I had to look it up. The Browns have not gone 4-0 since 1979. Mm. Been a while
1: wow oh
2: boy we're we're already talking four and oh here on uh (laughs) the the pins
3: are set up they gotta knock them down (laughs) (laughs) i
2: I will say i don't know that the schedule indicates the length of the suspension but i do think the schedule maybe acknowledges that there could be a suspension and they're going to just hedge a little bit just in case uh a suspension does come down for deshaun watson okay Let's get into these games. Uh, We're going to do this the way we always do it. We're going to draft them. So I'm going to have the first pick Scott, second, Ashley, third, Mary Kay, fourth. We're going to pick, I I guess the math leads us to all but one game. So there's going to be one poor game just left out in the cold. Um, You can use whatever criteria you want, whatever reason you want to bring up a game when you go on the clock. So it can be your favorite game, it can be what you think is the best game, but whatever it is, uh, we're just doing this to talk through all the games. And I'm going to start with. What I think is my favorite matchup on the schedule. It's in a spot where Deshaun Watson should be back unless the suspension is way more extreme than we think. It's the game that Doug chastised me for, for putting in week one in the building the schedule pod that we did earlier this week, in which we hit zero of the games, by the way. So we will not be buying lottery tickets or maybe we will. Cause we're due the mm-hmm. Buffalo bills week 11, November 20th at Buffalo one o'clock. CBS. That's my favorite game on the schedule. That's the matchup that I'm looking forward to the most, two good defenses, two good offenses. I mean, this is just two potentially really good football teams.
1: Yeah. And it's late enough in the season that, you know, there will be, uh, you know, you're starting to really think about playoffs there. Uh, The one thing I don't love about it is going to Buffalo that, you know, that late in the season when it's probably going to be really cold Um, but, uh, that is going to be a really, really good game. I actually think that deserved to to be a primetime matchup. My goodness. If you've got Deshaun Watson against Josh Allen, who is not going to want to see that game. Uh, so as you mentioned, two really good offenses, two really good defenses. And I mean, who knows that that could be a sneak preview of a big, big playoff game.
3: It comes a good time. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, I agree with Mary Kay. It just feels like such a missed opportunity for it to be a primetime game because of, you know, I think the phrase like playoff atmosphere or playoff type game maybe gets overused a little bit, kind of like Mary Kay's thing with must win game. It gets overused, but that might have come close to it. If it's a primetime game, if it... Um, if it had been set that way, but Dan, I admire your sticking with your guns here after drafting the potential matchups on this schedule and picking that as, as a week one matchup that you wanted to see, even though you have to wait till week 11 now. Yeah,
3: you know, And it comes two weeks after the buy, which I'm sure the Browns love the fact that they get that bye right, pretty much right in the middle. Um, you know, how they like to kind of figure out what's working well and kind of course correct from there. And, we're not really sure what the dolphins are going to be. So it's not like they're coming out of that bye with, with a huge game, but to get the bills after, after that portion of the season there, where you're able to kind of, kind of reset in a way, I'm sure they love that.
2: It does start kind of the, the tough, sort of a tough stretch out of that bye. like you, like you mentioned, Scott, we don't know what Miami is, but you've got Buffalo, you've got Tampa. uh, And then after you play Houston, you've got Cincinnati, Baltimore. That's, that's a tough little stretch there Uh, on, and, I, I think it is good that you get Buffalo early in that stretch, um, yeah. but before it gets really, really hard there. So um, I think that's good. Okay. Uh, so Scott, you're up with number two.
3: Uh, I'm going to pick what, 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 game is Sean Watson going to come back and play? Which game is he starting <laughs> first? Can I pick that one? <laughs> sure. Um, I'm going to go with the opener. I we've talked about it so much. They, they haven't won a week one game since 2004 That's just ridiculously long. And it certainly seems like this season is set up to possibly end that streak. We don't know who the quarterback of the Panthers is going to be. We know they already have some former Browns, um, but that certainly seems like a game. We're we're assuming it's going to be decent weather. Um, That seems to be set up no matter who's playing for the Browns as a game for them to win, actually start off the season on the right foot, uh, which is something they could really use.
2: Mary Kay, is this an upside pick by Scott? Is this like a, eh, it's kind of a shrug game at first, but maybe if something happens in the next month or two, it, it, it could, could be the game way. of the year. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it, it really could. Who knows who who is going to be starting right now at quarterback for either team, uh, which lends a lot of drama and intrigue to it. It could be Jacoby Brissett versus Sam Darnold. It could be Deshaun Watson versus Baker Mayfield. I mean, that, you know, some people tell me that, Trade is completely dead in the in the water. Other people, uh, you know, have mentioned that you know why not try to revive it if there's somebody interested in your product. So we don't know who's going to be starting at quarterback, but I do think, as Scott mentioned, that is going to be a victory for the Cleveland Browns. It has been a long, long time coming. They're horrible one twenty one and one in openers since 1999 and seven, five seventeen and one in home home openers since 1999. So I think the uh maybe the league was doing the browns a favor here.
2: ashley like I said Doug yelled at me for putting the Bills number 1 in our schedule. He wanted an easier game. Well, he he certainly yeah. got it if if this was the type of game he wanted.
0: He did and it was funny because you know when I texted our subscribers about these first two games of the season, a lot of them were excited because on the surface level these are two games the Browns should win, I think is the thinking right now. So uh with the Team, a franchise that in recent decades, especially, has struggled to win in these, you know, season opener, home opener games. Um, uh, a win there certainly couldn't hurt, even if, like you said, Dan, on the surface right now, without maybe, maybe without the full potential for all the quarterback drama, there could be going into that week one, uh, matchup, even without that, it, it's kind of an intriguing two weeks, I think, there for the Browns. By but- the
3: way, I, I I I sent a a poll to our subscribers asking them which this was earlier in the day before the schedule was released which team gives the Browns would give the Browns the best chance to open the season with a win the Texans won that poll but then it was Panthers Jets Falcons three teams that are all in the first four weeks
2: yeah well maybe the NFL saw that poll and they were like Oh, you know what this is a good (laughs) idea let's make some changes here (laughs) Ashley you're up at number three
0: yeah I'm gonna go ahead and take the a primetime game. The first division game in this power ranking, and I am going to take the Halloween Monday night game at home against the Bengals. Um, really excited to see how this new look Browns matches up potentially with you know the a team who went to the Super Bowl last year, who they beat fairly handedly in the only real matchup these two played last year. Obviously, playing in Week 18 when the Bengals sat a good portion of their. You know key players getting ready for their playoff run but I'm, I'm just really excited to see this atmosphere and it's obviously a huge division game there right about the midway point of the season
2: yeah monday night halloween that's um <laughs> that's going to be interesting um i think imagine we... the costumes
3: <laughs> yeah what's miles garrett gonna wear is he gonna oh go back God. to the grim reaper outfit
2: one of the underrated moments of last year's season was Miles Garrett doing the post-game podium yes. against Pittsburgh and having to wear having to wear the cape. How do you how do you not
3: bring a different outfit to our home? Like what that's all he brought is the that thing, outfit.
0: The thing I am most excited to see is if they have learned their lesson and bring the change of clothes for the post-game press conference, just in case, not saying that's what's gonna happen again, but just just in case, because you know. They got a lot of grief from that. I think maybe maybe unfairly, but that
1: was so miles. especially for a home
0: game.
2: There's no yeah. excuse for a home game. Mary Kay, what do you think of this one? Uh,
1: yeah, I think this is great. I think this is great, Ashley. You stole this one from me. Uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see Joe Burrow against Deshaun Watson. And I think he'll be he'll probably be playing by then. And uh, you know, I, if you look at, at what happened last season when the Browns went down to Cincinnati, uh, of course, that, that one, of course, was in Cincinnati, but um, it, it was a 41-16 to 16 game, and that was the only game where it was starters versus starters from last season. And so now I'm curious to see, uh, and I think a lot of people are curious to see what the Bengals are all about this year when they have a much, much tougher schedule. Uh, now they have a better offensive line, but um, but now the Browns have a quarterback that can keep pace, you know, really keep pace with Joe Burrow on a consistent basis. And uh, I just think that has the potential to just be a a great game. And I think that that will be a treat for uh, the national television audience for sure.
2: For for as much as we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson, I feel like with so many of these games, we're also going to keep coming back to the Browns defense, right? Like Buffalo, and the Browns, you know, those two defenses are both really good. Cincinnati, how do the Browns match up defensively against the Bengals? They're almost built to kind of stop a team that spreads it out and, and throws the ball a lot like the Bengals do. Um, so I, I feel like the Browns defense is going to kind of sneakily be one of the big stories of this year. If This is a really good football team. Mary Kay, you are up to wrap up the first round.
1: You know, I think I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens on December 17th or 18th. It's a game that could end up being a primetime game, depending on what's going on uh, in the AFC North and in the NFL at that time. And it's late enough in the season that I think it's going to have playoff implications. I, I just have a feeling the Baltimore Ravens are still going to be in it at that time. Uh, it's a big AFC North game. I don't know that the last game there, this is in the midst of the stretch that we talked about of three division games in the last five. Um, and I think the Cincinnati one before that is going to be very big too. But uh, for purposes of switching it up a little bit and talking about another team, uh, I think the, um, that this Ravens game here could be really, really big because we don't really think, I don't think any of us really think that the Steelers are going to be in it In the season finale, you can never rule out the Steelers, but I'm still thinking that uh, that they will have some growing pains this year. Ravens getting a lot of guys back healthy um, and just kind of looking forward to that matchup in Cleveland, possibly in a night game.
2: It's interesting because the Browns turn around and they play two NFC teams after that. Which is sort of so. This is almost like their chance to kind of set up how those last four games go and and kind of what they will be able to do over those last four games. Um, So yeah, that's that's an interesting. That's going to be a very interesting game. They're going to have two division games left when they play that one, and I do feel like that one sort of like last year how we felt last year's matchups. Now it ended up not happening like that, Uh, but I feel like that one could end up being a game that that could play a very important role in, um, in the AFC North. I'm looking to see who Baltimore plays after, after this game. Uh, they play Atlanta on Christmas Eve. Uh, and then they also, so they've got a little bit of a weird schedule. Then they play Pittsburgh uh, on January 1st. So I'm sorry. And we, in week 17, so they, they've got a little bit of a wonky schedule too. Um, but, yeah, th- th- this should be a good one. Anything else on this one or am I back on the clock here? Uh, Cause um, I, co- I
3: know that, that game kind of ends that tough five game stretch. And I think you look at those last three games as at least as of right now, certainly looking very winnable. Um, and by the time they get to that Baltimore game, we should really know what these Browns are. Um, expect to Sean Watson will have a number of games under his belt at that point. Um, if he is suspended. So, uh, that, that five game stretch ending there, I think is kind of a, that's going to be key this whole season, really.
2: Yeah. So Baltimore, just to clean this up, actually, Baltimore goes at Pittsburgh at the Browns, then they play Atlanta, then they play Pittsburgh, then they play at Cincinnati. So they kind of got that like heavy division ending there for Baltimore. So that's a really, really big stretch for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to break the string of taking division games. I'm just here to take the quarterbacks that I really like and Maybe this is the game when Deshaun Watson makes his return. If he is suspended, I'm going to take week five, first energy stadium, the LA chargers. It was one of the most entertaining games uh, a year ago for this football team should be even more. So this year, again, two great quarterbacks, but two potentially really good defenses too. the chargers have made a lot of investment in fixing that defense for Brandon Staley. This is the first real test for the Browns. And this is, this could be a good opportunity to kind of early on. And if it's Deshaun Watson's first game, obviously there's some asterisks there, but this could be the first chance to really kind of get a feel for just how good this team is.
1: Yeah. I like this one here. I think we all kind of feel the same way about Justin Herbert. That was such a great game last year. He's so fun to watch. As you mentioned, they beefed up the defense and, and if it is Deshaun against uh, going up against Justin Herbert on the other side of the, the field, it, it really is going to be the first sort of, you know, head to head, not, you know, head to head matchup between two really, really good AFC quarterbacks. Um, so I, I always think that's so interesting and so fun to watch when you have a matchup and a duel like that. And that game was 47 to 42 last year. What's it going to be this year, like 63 to 61?
3: (laughs) 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 That's a big game for the Chargers, too. That's a team that's also just like the Browns. They wanted to be a lot better than they were last season, and it just didn't happen. And uh, I think both teams go into this year after having made some changes. uh, You know, the Chargers made changes on their defense, especially. um, They certainly want to have a better year this year and show that they are among those elite teams in the AFC. Uh, I think we all look at the Chargers and think that's one of the reasons why we think the AFC is better. Just you have like second tier teams like that, which the NFC doesn't necessarily have, but yeah, I agree. That's a good one. You stole mine. I was like ready to (laughs) just take that one with my pick, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that matchup as well.
0: I think too, like what's interesting for me about that game and what I'm excited to see Scott, I think you brought up the point on our pod yesterday about the Browns defense in that game was just so not together at that point. They couldn't defend against deep passes. And now this defense, like we think about how well they gelled at the end of the season last year and how some of these guys like JJ three is a guy we consistently mentioned Greg Newsome taking a possible second year leap, even though he had a really solid rookie year JOK being much better this defense, I think, is so much better compared to when they played them last year. So I am really curious to see what this looks like and Brown's defense maybe having a, their first chance, you know, one of their first chances to really shine against a really good quarterback. All right, so
2: Scott, you're up.
3: All right, so I'm going to take the other low-hanging fruit here and go with the Texans in week 13. Uh, like They put it right there in December. It's just sitting there, and we know that, you know, whatever happens with Deshaun Watson, there's it's very likely probably 99% chance that he's going to be on the field for this game. It's just, you know, we talked about it in the last pod about how that atmosphere could be really interesting don't really know how Houston will uh, react to him returning. um, Despite everything that that's, that's gone on since, since he left. But I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's one game that I, it's not prime time, but I know that a lot of people are going to want to see that at least in the beginning to see what, what it's like for Deshaun Watson to return to Houston.
2: Yeah, this is weirdly one of the marquee games. We, you know, you don't think, like, the Texans will be a marquee game. But, you know, Mary Kay, I was thinking, like, we talked about the draft connections between the Browns and the Texans and how all that played out. But I think when we, when we did the storylines, we also ignored the fact that Baker Mayfield got hurt against the Texans. Like, mm-hmm. if he doesn't throw that interception in that game and try to tackle Justin Reed, does anything change? Are they still getting Deshaun Watson? Are they still moving on from Baker? I mean, he was completing 80% of his passes. He looked pretty good. I mean, maybe not. Maybe he wasn't, he wasn't going to continue on that pace, but that was certainly a moment that changed both franchises potentially.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the, you know, we're never going to know the answer to that what if question. We will never know. What if Anthony Schwartz did not stop on that route? And what if Justin Reed did not pick off that pass? And what if Baker Mayfield didn't try to tackle him? What if none of those things happened? I still feel like there's a there's a chance that the Browns were going to try to upgrade at quarterback. They still had not offered Baker Mayfield an extension heading into the season. That's a clear-cut sign that they want to, uh, you know, try to potentially move on. Uh, but you never know. I mean, if, if he had performed really well. I think it it probably would have been a lot harder to, uh, to change things up. So yeah, that, that lends a lot of intrigue again and drama to this game. Uh, Just there's so many like weird storylines now that go on between the Texans and the Browns. And uh, but, you know, certainly Deshaun Watson going back to Houston, it's going to be very emotional for him. Very, very emotional. And uh, and we don't know. Nobody knows where anything's going to be at that point. Uh, you know, will he have settled these suits? Will he have not? Will he be getting ready to face 22 civil suits after the season is over? I mean, everything happens there. There will be so many stories, so many headlines, so many TV cameras around. Uh, so, yeah, that that'll be a big one.
3: Here's a what if what if OBJ's dad didn't know what Instagram was? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good one, I, I
2: think, too because I think you're right. The fact that they didn't extend him and, and all of that probably tells you they they weren't sure, but that, that relationship deteriorated so quickly. And I think the injury played such an important role in, in all of the, just how quickly that entire relationship between Baker and the, and the franchise deteriorated. It just mm-hmm. made it all even more impossible to even consider bringing him back, even though who knows, maybe they were close until he requested that trade. Hey, we're still talking about Baker on the Browns 2022 mm-hmm. schedule release. <laughs> All right, Ashley, you're up, number seven.
0: So I was between a couple of games here, but I think I'm going to be semi-boring, but I I do have different points to make. Um, I'm going to take the road game against the Ravens in week seven. And my biggest reason for this is when we talk about the Ravens, in theory, they're going to look a heck of a lot different this year because they will be healthier. Like when the Browns played them, they basically had no secondary, um, and, and it just, I think for me, they have one division game before that, but this is a big test for them to have to go on the road and win a division game within those first seven uh, in an atmosphere that's always pretty tough against a team that's going to be a lot better, at least we think. So um, I'm going to take the other Ravens game off the board.
2: First division game for the Ravens uh, to make sure I'm not missing anything here yet. That'll be the first division game for Baltimore uh, on October 23rd, week seven. So an important game for them. And I, I do want to see, I want to see what Baltimore looks like. they they, they should be healthy. They've, they've upgraded that defense. The secondary is going to be really good. They're built a little bit defensively like the Browns and how much they've invested in the secondary. They don't have a miles Garrett. Um, and then they've, don't really have a Denzel Ward, but they do have do have two really good corners. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see how they look.
1: Yeah, and you know the Baltimore Ravens, they have a lot to prove this year. They have so much to prove. I mean, people are writing them off, but if you really look at their IR list last year, it was really extensive. They were not who they were not the Ravens that we're used to seeing. But they're such a good organization, and you can never you can never count them out. You know that John Harbaugh is going to try to get it together. One thing that'll be really interesting to see over the next few months is uh, is what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson and his contract. I mean, that's really bizarre that they haven't gotten anything done to this point. What does that mean? Uh, so, you know, these are all some storylines that could be going on uh, as we head into that game. But, you know, again, it's on the road. Deshaun Watson will probably be back by then if he's suspended. And, um, you know, it's an opportunity for the Browns in imp- much improved defense. A lot of these young guys, as we just mentioned, will have grown up since last season. And how are they going to handle uh, this Baltimore Ravens offense, which it's kind of a, a, a little bit of a weird offense again. I mean, they don't have Hollywood anymore. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they're getting the job done.
2: Okay, Mary Kay, you are up at number eight.
1: All right, well, I'm going to go to a different direction. I had a couple, of things I, uh, a couple of places I could have gone here, but in the interest of just changing it up a little bit, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week 12. And the reason why I'm doing that is because of one Tom Brady. Who doesn't want to see Tom Brady, right? The GOAT. And, uh, and now that he has taken... What, $375 million? (laughs) He's agreed to to do that for when he's done. And we thought he retired after this season, but he didn't. So it seems like this is the farewell tour. Although, you know, I fell for that with Elton John, too. And I bought a (laughs) ticket a couple of years ago. I remember (laughs) So Yeah. So you never really know. Um, But this is probably his swan song, I would think. Uh, now that the cat is out of the bag on all that money he can make uh, in the uh, Fox booth. And so is it the Fox booth? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so um, and I think it's, you know, I mean, what if it's sort of like a, another big game preview, right? If Deshaun Watson is is playing that game and Tom Brady's playing that game, you know what everybody's going to be saying, sneak preview of the Super Bowl. Um, So how do the Cleveland Browns match up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that game? And uh, I just think there's going to be a lot to watch.
3: Yeah. How do we feel about some bad late November weather? (laughs) That's like the only home game in the middle of a five week stretch there. That's it. That's their only, well, like, like we said earlier, they only have what the three home games over the second half of the season, but that's, that seems like maybe the Browns, In a better position if if it's not so great weather. I don't
2: know. Well,
1: I mean, you would think that, but Tom Brady played in a lot of bad weather throughout his career. And I think this is one interesting thing that we're going to be looking at with Deshaun Watson. I mean, because even though the Browns only have three home games in their last final nine, which is weird. Um, but that is so true. And if you look at that, it's like, you know. Get ready to be doing a lot of expense accounts in the last nine games, okay? We're going to have to stay on top of the expenses. By the way, I just
2: I just want to say, this is Mary Kay, like, talking to future Mary Kay. She's not talking to us. <laughs> She's <laughs> talking to future Mary Kay right
1: now. Actually, no, I am talking to you guys, because if you don't stay on me to get those expenses done, I'm not getting paid. But anyways, I digress. So, yes, six... Road games one, two, I have that right. Am I doing my math right here? Six road games, but a number of them are going to be cold weather games potentially, right? Those two, well, actually, that November 27th game that could be cold, and then the December 11th game at Cincinnati that could be cold.
0: Then, I was going to say November 20th in Buffalo. Oh, November 20th in Buffalo. There could be
2: a blizzard for that game,
1: yeah, Yeah, (laughs) absolutely looks like at Miami is about the only one in the, uh, in the final stretch that uh, you're not going to have to bring the parka, but uh, you know, then you've got the two home games against the Ravens, the saints, and then you finish in Pittsburgh. So we're going to have a, you know, Deshaun Watson is going to have to prove that he can play in these cold weather games in that second half of the season, because he's not going uh, to Atlanta late in the season. You know, he is, you know, he's not going to Carolina late in the season. He's got a lot of cold-weather games, and I actually think that in a cold-weather situation on November 27th, if it is such, I would think that he would be at the disadvantage there, and Tom Brady might be at the advantage.
2: Well, and Tampa, I mean, look, Tampa's a really talented team. Mm -hmm. Like, they're really talented. They have a really good defense. They have a ton of, I mean, on paper, offensively, I mean, the Browns have a better run game, but the Buccaneers are probably better offensively than the Browns, um, and they can match. They can certainly match at quarterback what the Browns have in Deshaun Watson. So that's a really challenging football game. Again, just all of these games, like the Chargers, the Bills, it's it's all kind of, it's all kind of the same. These teams have so many weapons and they're so stacked offensively again it might just come down to which defense plays better and, and if if somebody can get a little help from the weather on uh, november 27 they would certainly take that and this is a very challenging stretch for the browns as we mentioned with miami buffalo tampa houston cincinnati i mean that houston game is tougher than it should be because of the storylines that go with it so this is a really difficult spot you know if plus, they're plus not who's careful healthiest. who's healthiest that,
3: because as we're talking the second half of the season here who's mm-hmm. healthy point? Yeah. point two that'll right? that's the top storyline with all those games.
2: Yeah, that's true. You know, if if Chris Godwin goes down again, obviously that, that changes the bucks. Right. But um, you know, this is a stretch where, you know, it it could go sideways if if the Browns aren't, if the Browns hit a little speed bump uh, along the way. Okay. We're going to take a break and then we're going to kick off the second half and folks, it gets pretty thin as I'm looking here (laughs) to make my next pick. And we are back on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. I'm up number nine overall, and I'm going to take September 22nd, a Thursday night game home against Pittsburgh. Again, like we have to say with all of these games in the first month and a half of the season, no idea who's playing quarterback for the Browns. To be fair, no idea who's playing quarterback for the Steelers. I would imagine Kenny Pickett. I mean, the guy's, what, 24 years old. He's played a ton of college football. He probably has the exact same parking space. He probably hasn't. He has all he has to do is walk across the practice fields to his new facility. There's no big change happening in his life. I I think Pickett would probably be starting there, and this is the game where I want to see can the Browns can the Browns finally be the team that torments the Steelers and torments a young Steelers quarterback who's maybe a little overwhelmed. This is kind of their moment here on Prime Video. If people are even going to be watching on Prime Video to show that they have passed the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Well, as I mentioned in my uh, schedule, gamer, uh, I'm going to be half expecting Ben Roethlisberger to come bounding <laughs> out of the locker room and just come out and beat the Browns in, in the second half, no matter what happens. Um, but yeah, I would expect that that Kenny Pickett will be uh, will be starting by then. I would think, I mean, if not, you're going to be looking at, uh, Mitch Trubisky. And so I don't know, they'll have to see if, if Kenny's ready. Uh, and speaking of the age, I mean, he's so old that at the age of 24, I'm pretty sure he's older than David Njoku, who's been around here for like 10 years and he's still only like 21. So yeah, Kenny, Kenny's, Kenny's already up there already at 24, but, um, but yeah, so this is, yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's all, you know, here's the thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers, their defense is always good. Yeah. I mean, when you have Cam Hayward and, and TJ Watt, you know, I mean, we're never going to be able to say that they're in rebuild mode with a defense like that. So it'll be a good game.
0: That's what I was going to say and was going to be my main point. I mean, how often do we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers have never had a losing season under Mike Tomlin? Like, I think even though we're looking at them right now and saying, you know, from the outside perspective, it might be that. They are the weakest link in the division now that they have some uncertainty, especially a quarterback that they didn't have before. But this could be an underrated game. And obviously it's like a great rivalry. It's a night game, all that stuff, the atmosphere part of it. Uh, I think this is an underrated pick, but I do think it's like worthy of their, the, the, the fact that they are the last division opponent that we are taking in this power ranking. Is it surprising?
3: Oh, wait, none of you guys have prime video. I got prime video. I think I do. We I we got get, got we it. sign it. We get sh- free shipping all year on Amazon, oh, yeah, and you get, you get the with video
0: it. with it. Yeah, you get deal. to watch new seasons of the marvelous Mrs. mazel and all that good stuff on go.
2: top yeah. of football. I I'm fearing this turning into like a Cleveland.com accounting podcast, but <laughs> is this is we can expense Prime Video now.
3: Mm.
0: At Ooh. least at
2: least in September. Yeah, mm. I, I mentioned I like the it. Chargers the chargers is kind of the first big game the Browns play, but you can make a case that this is kind of a first big game just because it is Pittsburgh. And it is, mm-hmm. kind of a, it's kind of a moment. And especially if Deshaun is playing uh, that, this is probably that, that first really big game and it is in front of a national TV audience. But All wait right. a minute, wait, oh, before
1: go, we go on. What, what if, what happens in this game? If it's Jacoby versus Kenny Pickett, who's Browns, winning
2: that? I think the Browns could lose that one.
3: I don't know. I, like I said before, I think the first four games, it doesn't matter who the Browns quarterback is. Th- those are all very winnable games for them.
2: I mean, I, I, I liked Jacoby Brissett, but I almost feel maybe that's a little more in theory because he hasn't necessarily been all that great since his kind of first mm-hmm. shot in Indianapolis. So I don't know exactly what he gives you over an extended period, and, and especially against a really a really good defense. But the Browns also have that fallback of 24 in the backfield. So they can always kind of rely on that if they need to.
3: And Brissett's big thing is he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And that's all you really need him to do against a a team like the Steelers.
2: All right, Scott, you're up.
3: All right. I'm going to get the bookends. I'm going to take the the last game of the season, week 18 against the Steelers. So we don't have to get into (laughs) that team very much. But I did want to point out that, you know, they hadn't won. The Browns hadn't won at home since 2004. Well, their their streak in, in Pittsburgh is even longer, 2003 the last time they won a regular season game in Pittsburgh. Um, And I don't know, maybe the Browns are resting people in that week, but it, you know, knowing judging from the last few seasons, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Everything's a struggle. So that could be a game that, uh, that they, that they finally get it done. They came close like in 2016 and 17, but you know, the Brown slayer Landry Jones ended up beating them two years in a row. Week last week of the season, I think one of those was overtime. Yep, I remember. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna take that one. I think uh, some streaks could be broken this season. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is
2: it more likely Jacoby Brissett plays in the first Steelers game or the second Steelers game?
0: Ooh,
2: good question. I think I
0: think it's probably the first one. Yeah, right. I'm gonna stick with the first one. Yeah,
3: yeah, that second half of the season could be rough, and they might really need to make sure they win that game.
1: It seems like always something, something always happens interesting. uh, When you go to Pittsburgh, a lot of times the coach doesn't make it back with a job. Uh, I don't see that happening this year, but, um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, it could, it could help determine, I suppose, uh, the playoff race for somebody, not really quite sure who, but, um, but it's always, it's always tough to go into Pittsburgh and win once again because of that defense. And we don't, again, we don't know who's going to be playing. Maybe Ms. Trubisky. by then will have the, uh, the Steelers gunning for the playoffs. You never know.
2: Well, it is a division heavy week. It's Baltimore at Cincinnati and it's Cleveland at Pittsburgh. So the AFC North could, they're hoping the league is hoping the AFC North, uh, will be on the line whenever that game, uh, when that game takes place. So now we are up to Ashley, at pick number 11 and I wish you luck. We've, we've reached that point. There's only a couple (laughs) of games left here.
0: Well, look, I could ta- I could steal both Cincinnati games here. I'm not going to do that. Just mainly for the sake of conversation, I am actually going to take week 2 against the Jets, the home opener. Um obviously it has that element of it first time to see this team in Cleveland. Um and obviously I think the Jets are are interesting. They're entering kind of like their next phase of the rebuild. They'll have 3 Really good first round picks potentially out there, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, and uh, Jermaine Johnson. Um, And obviously, like we've been saying, we don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to play in that game. Dan, I think he wrote, this is a game that could potentially maybe be a little bit more interesting if he's not. And those guys are kind of excelling in this phase of the rebuild. So I do think it's interesting. It might be an early test, kind of pop quiz let's call it that i don't want to use the phrase test um but yeah i'll take the the home opener here
2: yeah i don't think that the jets are going to come in and beat the browns but i, I could see like
0: an interesting, interesting challenge. sometimes
2: the team is frisky yeah. right that's a word we like to use maybe the jets are frisky in year two they, they should still be relatively healthy it all kind of depends i guess on how zach wilson develops and, and if he's taken some strides in the offseason and is ready for kind of a year two leap that's a that could be a tougher game than maybe we're assuming it is. I, I think the Browns win it probably ultimately win it fairly easily, but the jets could come in and, and make it tough for a little while at least.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they can, especially if it's Jacoby Brissett because uh, in addition to all of the, the guys that they drafted and uh, I mean, that was just the best draft anybody had uh, they are expecting Carl Lawson to come back. Vinny Curry's coming back. Uh, You know, they just – it's just that Zach Wilson was just so bad last year. Uh, Now they've got a running game. They also drafted um, Brees Hall. Yeah. And so, um, you know, if they have a really good running game and a really good defense, they could make that a game. And Robert Sala, he's a good, tough coach. And I I think that, you know, they could make a little noise in that game if Deshaun's not playing.
2: And I still think there's something to be said for – Robert Sala was a finalist for the Browns job and the Browns ended up hiring a pretty good coach Their, You know, their process seemed pretty sound. It, it should say something. I think about Robert Sala, if he was able to kind of make it that far in the process. All right, Mary Kay,
0: pick number 12.
1: All right. Well, Ashley, thank you. You left me with an easy one and I appreciate that. That's very nice of You're you. You're welcome. <laughs> you knew I needed that. Um, so I'm taking... December 11th at the Cincinnati Bengals, and again, as we all recall, it was just a beatdown last year in Cincinnati, 41 to 16. They completely rattled Joe Burrow. This defense did. Uh, they completely rattled Jamar Chase, uh, Denzel, Troy Hill, Greg Newsome. They all did a really, really nice job against those receivers. And I feel like in some ways it was a little bit of a turning point, although I asked Joe Burrow that and he did not agree with me uh, when I asked him that during a Super Bowl press conference. Um, But I kind of think it was. I I think they realized and Jamar Chase realized that uh, they could not let someone take them out of a game like that and that they had to uh, continue to be the amazing battery that they are in order to get where they wanted to go. So this is going to be um Miles Garrett, Greg Newsom, Denzel Ward, JOK uh, against Joe Joe Cool and Company and it's so late in the season it's going to have a lot of playoff implications and it's a big big game
3: Bengals have not beat the Browns since they drafted Joe Burrow. I think if they want to compete in this division they're going to have to consider making a change there. Do, do we agree?
2: <laughs> yes. I just don't know if he's the guy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they could probably trade him, you know, maybe go after, uh, I don't know. Maybe they want Baker Mayfield. I was going to say, there's
0: There's a guy sitting there.
2: (laughs) Available. They've seen him. They've seen him firsthand. They know what he can do.
3: Could you imagine Baker Mayfield going and joining the Bengals and coming back and playing against the Browns? Like everything he said about Hugh. (laughs) After all that, how could Hugh Jackson go to the Bengals and come back and coach against the Browns?
2: The Browns would need to re-sign Demarius Randall so he could intercept Baker and hand him the football yes, after, you. after that play. All right. Uh, which way do I want to go here? I think there's only two games left uh, that I would want to take. So I'm going to take an old friend, a former Browns wide receiver coach, now a head coach, Mike McDaniel and the Miami dolphins. I don't really believe in them necessarily. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a firm believer that when you have a quarterback you're not sure of, and you bring in a new coach and, and kind of throw together that shotgun marriage, it usually doesn't work. I mean, we've witnessed it firsthand here in Cleveland, and it's happened to other places too. So I know they're bringing him in to kind of try and fix Tua. Uh, I don't know. The, the Dolphins don't really worry me that much. They had a really good defense last year, so so they've got that. They tend to get hot in the second halves of the season, but of course it's a new coach this year, so so that could change. I still think this is an interesting game uh, off the by going on the road uh, to play at Miami.
1: I mean, anything, anytime you have Tyree Hill on the field, I think you have to to worry about how that game is going to turn out. I mean, he's just so good. He's just so incredibly good. As long as Tua can get him the ball, uh, he he's just going to be disruptive and dangerous and, and make things happen. And I, you know, and they have good other weapons obviously. And uh and I think that could be an interesting game. It's on the road. I do think, you know, obviously I think Deshaun Watson will be playing. Um, he's better than Tua. So I still think the Browns will win that game. Uh, but I think they'll, they'll make it a game.
3: Who knows? Teddy Bridgewater could be uh, starting for the Dolphins by then.
2: That's true. <laughs> that is true. Look, going on the road and winning in the NFL is not easy. Uh, it's especially not easy when you're playing a team that that's good. Like the Dolphins, are good. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs good, but they're at least like middle of mm-hmm. the road. Good. It, it, it's not a pushover uh, for sure. All right. So that brings us to Scott at number 14.
3: I'll take week six against the Patriots at home. Uh, that's just right in the middle of that four game stretch after that, what we consider an easy start. It's four really tough teams. And I think the Browns could be in a great place at the buy or they could be trying to regroup, uh, after those four games. Um, and then also obviously I'm sure everybody remembers last season's Patriots game. They'd gone through the Odell thing. They go down to Cincinnati and crush the Bengals and feeling good, feeling like everything is finally clicking and, and they just get crushed uh, by the Patriots and pretty much just wallowed around 500 the rest of the way. So, uh, there's some payback there, I'm sure for a lot of the players who were involved in that, um, but, yeah, that's that's right in that four-game stretch where it, a lot of things. I mean, just that stretch and that stretch after the bye. It's just some groups of teams that are right in a row that could really set this season off course or, or kind of catapult the Browns to where they want to be.
2: Yeah, you've got Week 5 Chargers, Week 6 Patriots, Week 7 at Baltimore, Week 8 Halloween, Monday night against Cincinnati. The Browns are going to definitely earn uh, that bye week.
1: I think that game that Bill Belichick is going to dig deep. And Scott, you'll stick with me on this one and and find it within himself to work himself up into a, a lather over the fact that the Browns fired him after they moved to Uh-oh. <laughs> the Browns fired Bill Belichick. Just kidding. Uh, I don't
3: believe we're phrasing it like that.
1: Just I'm just kidding. They did. The Browns did not fire Bill Belichick. Is
3: it it possible for Bill Belichick to get worked into a lather? That would require some form of emotion to be shown.
1: (laughs) Well, I will say that I think that he, um, even though it's been so many years, I still think that, you know, deep down inside, he probably still wants to come into Cleveland and beat the Cleveland Browns and showed the fans that did not believe in him when he was here. And maybe even some members of the media, although I believed in him, I always believed I knew what he was going to be. Um, <laughs> yeah. I knew exactly what he was going to be. Hmm. Um, but uh, you know, I think, I think he'll have a little something, something for the Cleveland Browns. And uh, you know, he's such a good coach and uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I think there's still something there.
3: I wonder if he feels that way about the Ravens thinking that he could have, you know, could have moved right into maybe coaching them. I don't know. (laughs) Yes. The Browns did not fire him, but I would guess maybe 90% of Browns fans wanted him to be fired. So
2: Ashley, we got three games left.
0: I really don't care which of these I get, honestly, (laughs) full disclosure, but I'm going to take the Christmas Eve game at home against the saints. I don't know. Like none of these are super compelling. And I think Dan, like you, you kind of wrote, this could be interesting if the saints are kind of watching those quarterbacks in next year's draft class. And if they have totally um, given up, so to speak at this point in the schedule, (laughs) this might not be much of a competition, but last regular season home game, I I think you don't want to get stuck in a, a trap game. One of these next two weeks. So I'll take it with little enthusiasm. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah i mean this game just kind of depends like is Jameis having a good season or are, are the saints like a good team I, I you know i feel like i'm saying this about a bunch of teams like apparently the whole league just has a good defense um but you know <laughs> the saints potentially have a a tough defense and they have a defensive coach now um so i guess it just depends kind of where they're at at this point they could either be fighting for a playoff spot or like you said ashley they could be looking at the quarterbacks in the draft or or trying to maybe remake that quarterback room in the off season. So this is just one of those ones that's hard to really predict what's going to be on the line.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, again, it's, it's hard to get super excited thinking about the storylines from this game. Isn't it? I mean, it's like, yeah, eh. (laughs) but I mean, you never know. It could, it could have a lot of impact in terms of trying to make the playoffs because they're going to have to win every single game they possibly can. So right, we're going to be using the overused must win game uh, when the Saints come to town, I'm sure.
3: Well, those, those last three games are just they're just sitting there waiting to be thrown into that category of, yeah, the Browns are struggling right now. But look at those last three games. They, you know, they can win those and they could they could get into the playoffs. Yeah, they, they've lost three straight here, you know, in December. But and Then you know it all comes down to that Saints game, you know, the commanders game, the Steelers game. It's that's how that's how we talk. <laughs> every year.
2: I mean, that's a good point because you're right. We've we've had that conversation so many times before when the team has been like maybe a little disappointing, but it's like, uh, ah, look at this schedule, they could go four and one, but mm-hmm. they never actually go four and one. <laughs> I don't think this team will quite be in that spot, but again, who knows? And We all saw what happened last year. Obviously green Bay was a better football team than what the saints will be this year, but that was a game. The Browns could have gone and won, you know, they held green Bay to a field goal in the second half and they lost that game. And again, who knows what's different if if they figure out a way to win in green Bay and somehow sneak into the playoffs, Mary Kay, here's what you've got week four at Atlanta week 17 at Washington I wasn't going to put it in play. Maybe you just want to draft the bye here. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about that with my last turn. Was If that was in play, that, um, that might be the most interesting week left.
1: Absolutely not. I am not doing that. And I'll tell you why. And I'm shocked that you guys would even think that I would have a, a conflict between these two games because in keeping with the theme of People that can come back and work themselves up into a, a tizzy over the, what the Cleveland Browns did to them. Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is coming to Cleveland to show those Cleveland Browns that they made a grave tactical error in trading down away from him and acquiring 17,000 extra picks that go on in perpetuity. <laughs> and that Scott is going to be trying to figure out until he's like 88 <laughs> mm-hmm. what happened with that trade and who's it might still be
2: going. going. I don't know.
1: It is still going. I'm sure it's going to be going on forever. Um. So Carson Wentz is coming back to town.
0: That, Robert, it's it's in, on the road. It's in
1: Washington. I mean, yeah, in Washington. I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. But Carson Wentz playing against the Cleveland Browns and trying to get revenge on those Cleveland Browns. And now he's with his third team in the last three years. Something's, something's weird with him. We don't quite know what it is, but the Colts are like ecstatic that he's gone, even though he threw 27 touchdown passes and only seven interceptions. Of course he collapsed at the end and cost them the playoffs, but, um, They're excited about him in Washington. They're very excited about him. And he's got a good new receiver in Jahan Dotson and some other good pieces there. So uh, I think the Browns are going to probably very easily win this game, but at least there's a storyline in it. At least we can drum something up to talk about.
2: Well, I I think this was the right pick because it is a game that's going to matter, right? It's going to matter to somebody, Washington, could be in playoff contention I mean seven teams make it so you don't have to be some great team to be in playoff contention and the Browns will probably have to win this game some some way somehow maybe it'll be the game to clinch the division or maybe it'll be a game to set up you know week 18 but it's hard to think that this game will be meaningless for the Browns I I think so this was the right choice for a lot of reasons including Doug's Carson Wentz poster
1: (laughs) that's right we needed to bring up doug of course this is a very important doug game because he thinks so highly of carson wentz
2: although carson Wentz playing on that field Every good photo <laughs> carson Wentz playing on that field is a bad combo it might just it actually might just open up and swallow him alive that's I'd, yeah that's an awful awful place for somebody with an injury history to play
3: See, I I probably would have taken the Falcons by that last pick because their stadium was pretty awesome. We got to go there. What was it the preseason last yeah. year? Um, very nice setup. Uh scary walk back to our <laughs> back to our cars. But um, other than that, it was it was good.
2: And the the roof, we we saw the roof open and, and close there. It was yeah. um it was something. It takes you back to being like four years old when everything mechanical is like the coolest thing ever. You're just staring at this roof, like closing. Um, all right. Well, that's why Atlanta is going to be picked number 17 here. Uh, I'll take them week four, uh, October 2nd. I'll see you all in Atlanta. That's really kind of all I have to say about that football game. Okay. We did it. We picked all the games. Is there any last kind of schedule tidbit that you guys want to uh, want to throw in there that maybe we missed? Did we hit everything? All right. We mm-hmm. did it. Look at us okay well browns rookie minicamp starting uh today as you're listening to this uh podcast so we'll have full coverage of that at cleveland.com slash browns and you'll want to be a football insider subscriber uh it's the blue banner at the top of the page at cleveland.com slash browns and make sure you're subscribed to our podcast because uh, at some point we will give you a rookie minicamp recap as well on apple podcasts and spotify until then for mary Kay scott and ashley and dan thanks for listening everybody